Welcome to the Mind Gym. This is the Pain to Power podcast with Dr. Keith Abloh, where you become the strongest individual you can be. Well, today we're going to talk about climbing. Not the kind exactly that you do up a mountain, but climbing in life toward success, uh, climbing toward the relationships you want, uh, becoming the person you want to be through what you do in the world. It's uh, so important to people because I talk a lot about self-actualization. It's tremendously painful, as I've said before, if you've listened to these Podcast. It's tremendously painful to not be self-actualized. We can talk a lot about, uh, is there, you know, is there an internal self? Uh, are you born with that? Does that develop over time? How does it change? But I'll tell you, anybody who has been in pain from not feeling as though they are themselves, they know very well that there's a self. And living in harmony with your God-given talents interests and your goals because I think everyone has a destiny living in harmony with those things will give you joy and peace and being out of harmony with those things will cause you pain and that pain should be evidence enough that there's something very real about getting aligned with this thing called the self. But today, uh, talking about climbing, I wanted to distinguish, as the great author Robert Persig does, he wrote Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. He distinguishes between someone who is moving forward in life, efforting things, because of they're doing it from their core, just like exercise. When you exercise from your core, you're steady, you're centered. And he distinguishes between someone who's climbing in life from their core and others who are climbing out of ego. Uh, I should tell you, by the way, that Robert Persig was a great example of not being simply an ego climber, which is what he calls it, because he really wanted to write Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It felt like the right thing for him to do. It, It felt like it in his bones in his heart, in his soul. And so he did. But you know what? The first 121 publishers said no. Can you imagine? If he had stopped at 119 publishers, then his book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which became a classic and sold, it's probably 15 million copies now, would never have been published. But he wouldn't take no for an answer because his heart kept telling him, but yes, I have to serve this. This is who I am. I've written something I really believe. And I wrote it and it's, you know, look, it's a long book. Why is it a long book? He was committed to it. There's no wasted page in it. I don't know if there's a wasted word. People could argue about that, but I really don't think there is. I think it came directly from his core, right? So he wasn't what he called an ego climber. Now, what, what did he define that as? If you're climbing through life instead of from your core as an ego climber, then what you're doing is you're doing it for a sense of self that is false. You're propping something up, an image, 
So you're chasing something. You're scurrying up the mountain, just grabbing anything you can because you don't want to look down, uh, down there beneath you, uh, waiting for you to be swallowed up, you fear, uh, is all the truth about your life, uh, the things you really want to do, the reasons you won't do them because maybe you don't believe in yourself, maybe things shook you to your core as a younger person, so you abandoned those things, whatever it might be, uh, that's what's driving you up the mountain, fear. So you're running to an image of yourself. You're trying to pile on different elements of a disguise so that people perhaps envy you or they think, wow, look, look at that. He's a, a big time ex, right? A big time lawyer. Well, that's great if, if your heart and soul is in lawyering, being an attorney, but it isn't great at all if your heart is being an artist or musician or teacher or an engineer or an architect. I actually worked with a guy, wonderful guy, tremendously successful lawyer, like really big time, miserable, by the way, depressed, sad, miserable. Why? Because he didn't want to be a lawyer. I guess I just stumbled on that recollection. Wanted to be an architect. It felt incredibly perilous because people hadn't given him the self-esteem to say, look, I'm, I'm claiming it. I'll take the risk. I want to be myself. So he became an ego climber. He looked at his, you know, high seven-figure salary uh, and said to himself, wow, well, this, this is very nice. I mean, look at it. I can buy beautiful clothes. I have a beautiful watch. Uh, not very nice car. People um, think highly of me, very competent at the law, but it didn't feel right. It felt like, as my own therapist once said to me, you know, the most painful place you can be or one of the most painful places is in a first class seat on a flight going somewhere you don't want to go. So what was he? He was an ego climber. Things weren't right and he knew it and he felt it. But he was propping up this false sense of self, trying to convince himself and others that he was smart, successful, worthy. That you can ascend to wealth and fame and even admiration or a great physique while being an ego climber. But that's not even close to what you can ascend to when you rise from your core, from your truth. That's where you meet with great self-satisfaction and where you can make tremendous contributions to others, potentially through your achievements and what you manifest in the world. But if all you manifest, by the way, is your commitment to do the thing you're meant to do in the world, that's a contribution in and of itself. I don't know if there's a greater one, right? I mean, I think about the firefighters who ran toward the building on 9-11 instead of away from it. One of them running through Lincoln Tunnel to get back to this incredibly perilous scene to help people. That was in his core, in his bones. It, it is a symbol that people can draw on and he can't have been faking not even a little bit because he would have fatigued. He would have 
fell to his knees. He would have fallen to his knees on the way. He wouldn't have had the strength to get there back to nine to, to the Twin Towers if he hadn't believed in every fiber of his being that what was he? He was a firefighter. And that symbol ends up energizing the rest of us. You can't do that as an ego climber. You'd never make it back to the Twin Towers to be a hero if you just wanted the uniform. You wanted people to think, wow, he's a he's a firefighter. Cool. No. Being cool isn't being self-actualized. It's being an ego climber. Here's what, and this will be nice. You can relax. I can read a little bit. I want to read to you what Persig wrote about being an ego climber. He said, to the untrained eye, ego climbing and selfless climbing may appear identical. Both kinds of climbers place one foot in front of the other. Both breathe in and out at the same rate. Both stop when tired. Both go forward when rested. But what a difference. The ego climber is like an instrument that's out of adjustment. He puts his foot down an instant too soon or too late. He's likely to miss a beautiful passage of sunlight through the trees. He goes on when the sloppiness of his step shows he's tired. He rests at odd times. He looks up the trail trying to see what's ahead even when he knows what's ahead because he just looked a second before. He goes too fast or too slow for the conditions and when he talks, his talk is forever about somewhere else, something else. He's here but he's not here. He rejects the here. He's unhappy with it. Wants to be farther up the trail but when he gets there will be just as unhappy because then it will be here. What he's looking for, what he wants, is all around him. But he doesn't want that because it is all around him. Every step is an effort, both physically and spiritually, because he imagines his goal to be external and distant. That is beautiful stuff. That's the writing of a writer and philosopher. That's what Robert Persig was, the late Robert Persig. Here we are sharing his words. Why? Because he really was that. We'd never be sharing his words if he was an ego climber, just saying, yeah, look at my book. Look, I did did this book. This is so great. I just wanted to be considered an author. No, he sweated through it. 121 publishers said no, 122nd. You know what they did? They offered him the standard $3,000 advance. And the publisher who had obviously a heart and soul said, look, money's not the point with a book like this. Wrote him the $3,000 check. And then Persig was published. And the power was in the book because the power was inside Persig. He was pursuing what really mattered to him. And you have to do the same thing. Otherwise, you'll be an instrument out of adjustment, as he said. You won't be working from the dictates of your true core self. And by the way, you don't want to compete with someone who's working from his or her true core self if you aren't. That's why competing with an entrepreneur who loves his or her work, I keep saying his or her like I'm going to be arrested by the thought police, Ah, loves his work or her work, her work, and for whom it is an expression, that work, when that that work is an expression of herself, You don't want to do battle with her unless in your own entrepreneurial endeavors, 
you feel the same way. You don't want to compete with someone who is climbing from the core. If you're an ego climber, you'll get chomped up. You'll get torn apart. You won't be able to win unless you're drawing on the same reservoir of deep motivation. Deep motivation. Something exhausts you. There's something completely exhausting about trying to climb when you're an ego climber. And that's because the peak of the mountain, it keeps receding as you approach it. You can't ever get the feeling, you know, of having reached the pinnacle because that's a vanishing goal. The kind of celebration the true mountain climbers feel when they reach the pinnacle is because it's self-satisfaction. And that's reserved for people who climb. You know what they're climbing for? They're climbing to meet themselves. And that's what I want for you. I want you to do work or effort relationships or contribute to things because it's what you do. And then when you succeed, God willing, you know what you find at the end of the journey? You find yourself. And there's no better feeling than to be able to pump your fist in the air and say, I did it. You can't have that feeling if what you did was, you know, get three investors for a company you don't care about. That's not the same thing. It will never feel the same. In your business endeavors, for instance, if those are what's at your core, Start businesses that really matter to you, that are really an expression of your core self. And certainly, whatever business you start, make sure that the narrative that feeds it is true. If you're going to try to enter a market that you really believe you can be a leader in or do battle in, then create a narrative, a story an approach, a timeline, a product that's really, truly one that can win. Any little element of fiction that comes out of your ego, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm writing this business plan because it feels so good to imagine telling people that I went public. Okay, well, you can, you can either forget getting to that goal or God forbid if you get there, you better call me. Because if it isn't what you really wanted, you're just going to be depressed. You're going to be that person my therapist called, you know, the passenger in a first class seat going somewhere he doesn't want to go. On a flight to a destination he does not want to reach, not truly. Ego climbers are on the run. They're trying to outdistance something inside them that makes them uncomfortable, an inner truth. And only once you stop in life, and I've said this so many times, and I'll say it again because I care to remind you, only when you stop and you face the thing that's making you scurry up a mountain, run away from something four steps behind you or right at the base of the mountain, only when you stop and you look at that, do you realize, what was I running from? Myself, the reality. Maybe, look, maybe people didn't give you the foundation you wish they had. Maybe there were talents that you had that people dismissed. Maybe you were bullied. Maybe 
you you watched uh, your dad or mom skin their knees many times, efforting things, and you thought, I better not do that. They told me, be very careful. Um, life life is brutal. Don't reach for the stars. Whatever it is that you've been running from, you're going to meet it eventually on your knees. So why not stand tall and work from the core, turn and face those things and, and not have to be an ego climber striving to, to simply create a shield, a mask, so that people say nice things about you or you can walk into your nice home. You'll never be at home in a house you bought through ill-conceived gains. You can be the head of a massive accounting firm. If you don't want to be an accountant, the numbers will never add up, my friends. I want you to take the risk to not be an ego climber, to climb from your core, to find out who you really are. Will it hurt a little bit? You know, if you had to say, I guess I'm going to have to, man, I'm going to have to buy a car that, you know, my neighbors are going to say, what's with, what's with John? Seems like things have changed for John. Yeah, they may have. John may have decided, you know, the lease payment on the Mercedes. I'm not so sure I want to keep that up because I'm going back to school. I'm going to be a historian. I mean... Those aren't crazy things. You don't want to throw yourself onto the streets and be homeless as a historian. Well, unless that's in your guts to do it, by the way, because people have done uh, people have done equally powerful things that ended up going just just fine because their hearts are in it. That takes massive courage to endure major pain, but in the end, you get powerful from it. You know, most of us don't have to pivot like that. Take one step, one authentic step. You don't have to climb the whole mountain and think, well, wait a sec, maybe I need a whole different peak. Maybe I better go down to the base. What's that going to be like? No, take one step toward the person you're really meant to be. You intuit that. You, If you really think about it, you'll think about clues to who you really are meant to be so that you don't have to climb out of ego but instead from the core. Then take one step, sign up for one course. Tell three friends what your, or two, or one, what your real dream has always been. Put it out there. Plant a seed. Go from pain, accept the pain, use it as fuel for your power. I know you can do that. Thanks for joining another edition of Pain to Power, the ultimate podcast. Why? Because we don't settle for these uncertain times making us uncertain people. Pain to Power is meant to make you stronger and stronger as an individual. You want to get even stronger? Visit www.pain-power.com pain2power.com, but it's the number two, not the letters. Uh, Don't forget the hyphens, pain-2-power.com, or email me if you want to work with me directly as a life coach, one-to-one. We'll do it together, 
Email me at info at keithablo.com or call 978-462-1125. And the lovely Tiffany will book your appointment. Thanks so much. Talk to you again real soon.